Welcome to Take Flight, where we give you the marketing and leadership tools you need to take your brand and business to new heights. My name is Sean Sitters, and today we're going to be talking all about technology, specifically what technology we use in our agency in order to optimize our efforts for our clients and for each other internally. Some would refer to this as a tech stack. Other people would just simply refer to it as the platforms that they use to support their business. Myself and Mike DeZura, our brand director here at Mallard Agency are going to be talking all about what we use here and how that might apply to you. Hey again, everyone. Super excited to be back for the second episode of Take Flight, and I'm really excited to have Mike DeZura here. He is our director of brand services over here, or brand director for short, and he's a lot smarter than me, so I'm excited to have him joining me for this conversation. Thanks, Sean. I don't know why you keep telling people that I'm smarter than you, but I appreciate it. I'll take it every time. I'm sure if my parents you listen to this- You can repay the favor every once in a while. It'd be fine. <laughs> I, I could, yeah, yeah. I think that's just kind of known, so I appreciate it. Glad to be here and excited to talk about stacking technology. Stacking technology. We have been planning for what these episodes would entail, and really the goal for us is to have this equal weight of talking about marketing, which is what we do in terms of our practice every day, and then talk about business ownership, business management, business leadership, and how to really make sure that your business is operating on all cylinders. And so today's discussion is more so on that latter front, talking about how we've optimized our business using technology. What is our tech stack that we've developed in order to make sure that we are serving clients to the best of our ability? And like I mentioned, also having really great internal communication which is a huge priority for us because we really believe that that bleeds into how we serve our clients, is how we treat each other, how we communicate with one another, and how we stay organized. So excited to, to jump in. Mike, why don't you kind of walk through your high-level thoughts on why you think this is such an important discussion for business owners out there? Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, like the biggest challenge I would say people run into is there's just so many platforms technology, you know, you read about different things that are coming out. Should I use this for my business? And then it's all of a sudden become, what do I need to even do for my business? And that can obviously lead to a point of you end up not doing anything, which isn't good. And it's not the point of what these, you know, platforms are are intended to do. But obviously when you see a a successful one, there's always going to be a competitor right alongside it. And so I think, you know, really understanding how to go about if you're at the very beginning phases of you know, I know I need to get more either organized with my internal team. If, you know, you got sales coming in, your lead pipeline, if you have a CRM, how does that CRM integrate with other platforms? Where do I even start with that? And I think, you know, today really the goal is how do I get started and what do I need to be thinking through as I start to build that out? And do I need to do everything at once? Or is there a base layer that I start with and then I can start building on top of that? So. Those are kind of the main things that I think will be very beneficial for anybody that out there that, you know, maybe has even already started one, but it's gotten to the point to where I don't know if I need to upgrade or, you know, switch to another provider because my business has grown now too. Yeah. And if I could even really just jump in with one piece of advice that I was given maybe about 18 months ago or so was to write down all of the things that you do in your business and really kind of spend some time with that. For any Excel nerds out there, I actually built out an Excel sheet (laughs) and wrote down, here is everything that we do on a monthly basis. Usually a a monthly cadence is the right amount of time to really look at. Of course, there's things that happen annually, things that happen every day, and you you really want to capture all those things. But just start with, over the course of a month, what are the tasks that you do? And then identify who's the main person that's going to do that and or 
what technology is going to do that. I think it's really helpful to start to look at technology, not in terms of replacing people necessarily, but more so using people in the right places in your business. A lot of times we can just feel like, well, I've assigned it to that person. They should be able to get it done. But the truth of the matter is, is that the efficiency component of that really can be lacking in specific tasks, especially as there's new technology and automation that is constantly being introduced. The other pitfall that I've really seen people fall into is there's so much coming at people. Like if you spend any time on social right now and you're a business owner, you are probably fed so much information on software that you can purchase. And it is almost impossible to go a week without being introduced with something that tugs at your attention. And for me, it's been really tempting in moments to just bring as many things in the door as possible. But what we've done is we've by developing that Excel sheet that I talked about and also by establishing an annual budget. For context, we probably spend about one and one to one and a half percent of revenue every year on our tech stack, which is probably more than some people and probably less than others. But it's what I find works really well for us. And that gives me a, a monthly budget that we can really operate against. And if there's room in that budget for us to optimize further by bringing in a new platform, I try to do so thoughtfully, but we can pull the trigger on that. Those are two really helpful tools in terms of kind of some ground rules for how to do this successfully. But we can kind of talk about some more specifics. Can you kind of give me an idea, Mike, of like the three we had identified before we hopped into this, this conversation, just like three different buckets of the types of technology that might apply to a business, just to try to simplify how people think about this. What are those three buckets to you? Yeah. So, I, you know, I think starting and especially this comes from just the nature of, of what I do here at Mallard with our team and the agency is organization and workflow. So as we are, you know, managing and working with our clients on different projects, there's a lot of things going on at the same time. And so really looking at how do we, what, what platforms can we put in place to really help our team be one, as efficient as possible, two, make sure that they're performing the best work, and three, prioritizing in the right way. If you prioritize everything at the same time, well, that's going to be a, a very long day, week, month, year. And then also it's going to leave our clients frustrated because they're not going to get the work level that they that they should be getting that they deserve from our agency. So that to me is one of the most important, or is the most important one that I always look at. I think from a business standpoint, you know, you look at, you know, finances, just what you need to like run your business, the operations behind that and what goes into that. And then the last one, you know, your sales pipeline and, and just what you're doing from a marketing of, of your business in general. I mean, we look at, you know, we just got out of a, a new launch for our, our, our brand Mallard and we're really taking a focus on our brand too now, where I think in the past it's not that it's been put, put aside, but, you know, we just didn't spend as much time as we needed to on that. Well, we have some platforms now in place that are going to help us really be able to do that without having to, you know, bring in somebody new to manage that completely or, you know, sacrifice any of the work that we're already doing. Definitely. I think those are three really important buckets and that probably covers about 90% of it. Certainly, depending on your business, there might be a specific task that you do a lot or there might be a very specific industry norm that you have to fall into where you're investment in technology might be, you know, very robust, or maybe you don't need to spend very much at all. But as a general rule for most businesses, I think what you just covered really highlights a lot of it. For context for us, why don't we walk through those those categories and kind of talk about the ones that we use and why we've chosen those. And also maybe some that we've looked into that we've chosen not to, not necessarily because they're 
bad or you're doing anything wrong out there if you're using them, but just let's talk about them because it's one thing to talk about it hypothetically and a totally different thing to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. So for context, we use approximately, I would say maybe 15 platforms in total or so. It kind of varies between 12 to 18 at any given time, but we've we've kind of identified about 15 platforms or so that we really invest in on a regular basis. We purchase annual plans, for example, with those. And then there's some others that we test out and, and see, but why don't we start with the organization component? I already know the first one you'll probably mention here. <laughs> it starts with an A and it rhymes with sauna. <laughs> That's Asana. And if you are familiar with or not familiar with Asana, you probably have seen commercials for either Asana or its competitor Monday, which is a very similar platform. But this drives our business for us in my mind. This is what really drives every single project forward. Everybody within our agency, from the brand side to our creative team, to our production team, lives in this board. And that's where we you know, bring all the ideas and concepts to life and then execute against them for our clients. From there, you know, it starts to shift into, okay, what specific things are we doing for our clients? One of those is social media management. We use a platform called Later, which is just like a Hootsuite, if you've heard of Hootsuite. And it is a social media platform where we can manage all of our clients' channels and make sure that you know we schedule posts so that they're going at the right time and it collects all the analytics that we need to make you know really educated data driven decisions on when to post the type of content that's working and performing and also what kind of growth are we having from an organic standpoint what kind of engagement are we having so that we can report back on that that platform really helps us manage everybody in one place and keeps our team from having to you know log into every single platform there's not any brand out there today that's just on one social platform everybody has at least two and probably more than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, that's like bare minimum that everybody is on. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you multiply that across the number of clients that we have, that's a lot of individual accounts. So that platform is very beneficial in making us efficient and mm-hmm. ensuring that we're getting our posts out. The other one too that I'll touch on real quick is Slack. Slack is basically, I like to think of it as like the replacement of email, even though it's not replacing email, we still have email obviously. But from a internal standpoint, from how we set up projects as well, it's our communication tool that we use. If you're not familiar with Slack, I would really recommend looking at it um, because there's just so many things that you can do and it integrates with almost everything that you would touch. Meaning that if I am, if my email platform's on uh, Google, for example, I can tie that or integrate that into my Slack. So when I get an email come to come through, it shows up on my Slack and I'm not missing that. And so I don't have to be flipping through windows at that point. It also allows, you know, all of these have, you know, our app supported. So if you're on the go a lot, for example, and you need to talk to your team, which we are, you know, our production teams doing, you know, two to three shoots a week, they are able to still communicate with us and the entire team through through that platform. Mm-hmm. So it's another really important one. Definitely. And then for us, because of the nature of our business, we really, um, well, we've tested a lot of uh, a lot of these different uh, systems, and these are the ones that we've landed on after a, a, quite a bit of testing. So. Slack was a little bit of a given for me just because <laughs> I've tried some others and I just feel like that one, I just like the GIFs, let's be honest. And then in addition to that, or is it GIF, Mike? I don't know. Okay, let's not, let's <laughs> not, let's not go there, maybe. <laughs> That's a separate episode. <laughs> <laughs> so before we started with Asana, we actually had Monday uh, and then we moved to Asana thereafter. They're really similar to one another. I've also heard really great things about ClickUp in particular. I've heard that ClickUp can actually take over a lot of different systems in your organization, and there's even specific companies that are dedicated just to setting you up with with ClickUp. So 
I would look into some of those. Also, before we used Later, we used Hootsuite, and we also have used Sprout Social on occasion. I just found the best bang for our buck to be with Later in terms of the tools that it offered. I also think that the reporting is streamlined, and for our clients, that's really important. And so that's why we've landed on those. In addition to the more, shall we say, account services leaning platforms, because the nature of our business is uh, a bit more creative. Some of the tools that would historically be reserved for a marketing department, for example, really fall into client services for us. So maybe we can kind of talk about some of those. For us, we use obviously Adobe Creative Suite. If you've ever been, if you ever work with a designer, you've certainly heard of that. And then probably our most utilized tool in the current structure of where we are right now is Figma. Figma for us is just an incredible design. It's competent from a design standpoint, and it's also extremely competent from a interaction and, and collaboration standpoint too. You can create anything from flowcharts to full-blown websites in Figma. It's pretty incredible. And then the last piece of the equation, we just have multiple different platforms that we use for creating content for our clients. We use Vimeo to house all of our videos for clients. We use Google Drive and Google Workspace as our kind of like central place for all files. I mean, we have a pretty regimented process for organizing things. If anybody out there, by the way, ever is curious to get a list of our entire tech stack and or if you're ever interested in seeing what is our file structure look like and how do we keep things organized, just because I think that's one of the things we've done really, really well, I'm happy to share. Just reach out and I have it all documented. So we're more than happy to kind of share that with you. But for our business, those are some of the things that I just wanted to highlight before we move on to ops. Yeah, sorry. I just want to add one thing there, Sean, too. And this is one that I, I never knew this one until I came here. And again, I'm just here over three months. And, you know, I've almost done as many podcasts as months I've been here, but is Milanote. And so Milanote mm -hmm. is one that, you know, we use it for really pre-pro in our production when we go on shoots. Well, as I got more integrated with it, I was like, oh my God, you can do so many things with this thing. Mm. It's now evolved into where we're using it for our creative briefs. We, we now house every single client in there and every piece of workflow that we have from a concepting standpoint, a pitch standpoint, you know, final execution, social calendars, all lives in there and it's very organized. And the reason I'm bringing that one up is I think it's important when you're looking at your tech stack, what are ones that you might be going in with, hey, I need it for this, but also think about where is my business going to yeah. evolve and how could I use these platforms for that as well so that it can grow with you. And I think that's very important. It will also keep you from having too many things in your tech stack, which can obviously not, it can dilute what you want to do with it and make it inefficient for you at, at the end of the day. That's really great. Uh, just since you said that, um, when I think about a practical way that we do that with um, more than just Milanote, speaking towards Asana in particular, one of our team members, uh, we run on EOS um, at, at Mallard, um, the entrepreneurial operating system. And one of our team members suggested that we put our quarterly rocks or for anybody who doesn't run on that system, our quarterly goals into Asana and then assign that to a specific person and then also identify what are the subtasks that need to happen in order to ladder up to those things. And what I've seen is a little bit more of an emphasis on actually hitting those, those goals just because there's actually a place to track it beyond just a spreadsheet and or in meetings or you know the, a CEO getting up and saying, you need to do this. It feels a little bit more integrated in your everyday, which is really, really helpful for, for us in terms of accountability. Let's move on to operations and finance, and I can kind of kickstart that discussion because I unfortunately and or for, fortunately spend an enormous amount of time in these platforms. <laughs> but we'll start with QuickBooks is the accounting software that we use. The reason why is because I actually tried 
A couple others to start out with that were a little bit easier and more friendly. I tried different payment apps with different accounting software and I just felt like it was more important for me to use industry standard technology there. It's also a lot easier to find a bookkeeper if you use QuickBooks than if you use something else. And so I previously tried Wave is is one that if you're if your business is relatively small and if you're okay with some pretty standardized and and some I think the fee is like 1% for every invoice that you send through in terms of how much you have to pay them. And I don't even know if there's a monthly charge beyond that. But for QuickBooks, it's, it ends up being a little bit more expensive for us, but it is totally worth it. The other things that we use, probably the most beneficial thing that I've integrated this, this last year has been Harvest. Harvest is our time tracking tool. We tried one called Clockify before we introduced Harvest. And the reason why I love Harvest is not necessarily because it's the most robust tool but because it is the easiest for a mixture of different types of people with different personalities and different priorities in your organization, it's the easiest to get the most amount of people behind it. The reason why, I think, is because it's simple, easy to understand, and also it's just not a nuisance. It's not too flashy, but it's also not too bare bones either. And they just actually launched a new element of that software called Forecast, which allows for you to essentially, if you run a service-based business, really forecast out how much work is coming down the pipeline for your team members and also how you can make sure that you don't have burnout amongst your existing team members. I know you work with Harvest often. (laughs) What are your thoughts just having worked with it thus far? Well, I mean, you know, coming back to the agency side, when my last agency stint, I think our platform was built in like 1986, maybe. And so it was very old and very hard to get reporting on or any of those kind of things. And I think, you know, as I've gotten into Harvest, it's really allowed us to, again, prioritize our clients' businesses, making sure that we're resourcing it efficiently so that our clients are getting exactly what they need. And we're able to spread that then across all the brands that we manage because we are not, you know, going too heavy into one and, you know, neglecting others. And it really allows us to see if we do start to kind of tend that way of, of how to kind of course correct throughout, you know, the middle of a month or as we go. Definitely. The last one that I will add to the mix, I would say that this is probably the platform where I get the most ROI, to be honest, is probably Gusto. Gusto is the best HR I think my wife's in HR, so Kim would probably call this an HRIS platform. If I didn't get that right, she'll probably be very upset. But it is incredible. It is super friendly. It's easy to use. It's really great for employee onboarding. We also have monthly surveys that go out to our team. They're like five questions or less and really easy for them to complete. It gives me some good data. Also, it's really easy to pull reports. Everything, it feels really elementary in a way to where you still trust that it actually is pretty robust. But besides all of those things, here's my favorite part of that platform. And it honestly doesn't even have to do with the tech. It has to do with the customer service. I can put a request in for a callback and I get it within 30 seconds, no joke. It's, and I even know it's a, it's a San Francisco area code because I've done it so much. And I, uh, I, I, I'm so grateful for that because HR is one of those things where you don't really want to mess around. Sometimes you need to talk to a person and to have a tech platform that's so committed to the human touch is the perfect mixture for their particular product. So I actually, I started with Gusto and I'm, I'm so incredibly glad I did because a lot of people that I talk to about are really not satisfied with their experience with their payroll platform or with their HRS system. And I find Gusto to be just incredible. So if you're looking for one, and also the pricing is super friendly. So 
I would definitely go for it if you, especially if you're a small business and you just need to get started. Okay, the last category that we had kind of identified is sales and marketing and really making sure that that's buttoned up. There's a couple here, really. I'll talk about the first one, which we, which I use the most, and then maybe, Mike, you can kind of touch on the CRM component. But for me, it's really important that I make sure that my prospects have a really great sales experience. And so I use two different platforms to make sure that that happens. The first one that's the most imperative is PandaDoc. If you've ever signed a legal document, if, if you ever sign anything electronically for that matter on DocuSign, for example, I would consider PandaDoc to be kind of like the millennial version of DocuSign. It is just, it's designed well. It's really easy to understand where your documents are. It's easy to file. It's easy to have file organization. They also have a lot of product updates and very little outages. And so that's really great for, for us. And then also probably the best part of it is that it gives you great reporting. So you can see on the back end, Mike's looking at me like, should you say this or not? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Yes, we, we are able to see when our clients view our contracts. And therefore, it gives me the opportunity or us the opportunity to really thoughtfully follow up with them in the moment where they're thinking about it. Not necessarily to be overly forceful with our approach, but more so to say, hey, I can tell you're thinking about this right now. I would love to make sure that I'm as efficient as possible and that I'm available for any questions that you might have. Sometimes I'm, I, I try to keep it pretty manual because I don't like to automate that part of the process too much, but it's been a really helpful tool. And it's, I've gotten great feedback on our sales process in that regard. And the other one I use is Loom. Loom is an opportunity for you to record videos and for you to screen share and for you to just essentially take five minutes out of your day and make sure that somebody can actually see your face. I think a lot of time in business right now, we kind of just live behind the screen and people can almost make up narratives about like, well, does that person actually have my best interests at heart? Or is that person actually thinking about my business after the sales conversation? And the truth of the matter is, is I, I am, I really always am. And Loom has been really great visual way for me to show that to people. And once again, great feedback on that front. But from a marketing standpoint, Mike, I'm sure you have a, a lot to share on, on HubSpot. I do. I was more just laughing at you though, because I was wondering what DocuSign is then <laughs> in terms of PandaDoc's a millennial version of DocuSign. Anyway, we can have an <laughs> offline discussion about that. But yeah, so from a CRM standpoint, you know, I, this is obviously very vital for any business. And I think it's one that's often overlooked or it starts to get implemented a little too late mm -hmm. or it can get implemented in a different area and marketing is not at the forefront of that. And I'm not saying that, you know, if you are bringing in, you know, leads and sales and, you know, conversion and all that, that, that marketing has to be at the forefront, but it needs to be very integrated. And HubSpot is a great tool for that, especially if you're just starting out. It's basically an all-in-one CRM. And what I mean by that is it has email in it, which is obviously very vital to how you, you know, just continue to build dialogue and grow your relationships with your, your customers. But also as, you know, you're getting data in from your website, as people are going there and they're spending time on certain pages, what are they doing and how can we optimize for that? And then how can we then segment your customer base and your audience, right? We really need to think through that because not everybody at the end of the day in this world and how fast technology moves and the services that we all get on a personal basis, we should not be sending the same message to every single person, nor should you be sending the same one to, to your customers. And so these platforms can really allow you to use data to help really make educated decisions on, okay, how do I want to break my segments up? And then what message, if I have a, you know, 
cold lead, for example, they came to my website, but they left, but I got some information from them. How do I want to get them back there? And what's that strategy versus someone that's made it a little bit further down versus somebody that's on the doorstep? And you really want to make sure that you're, you're targeting your messaging and what you're putting out there based on those different segments mm-hmm. that, you, that you create. And so HubSpot allows you to kind of keep that in one place. It builds really easy to read dashboards. So I know like CRM can sound like, oh, it's so confusing. I don't know what it is, or I don't, I'm not going to be able to, you know, manage it myself. HubSpot makes it very, very easy to, you know, get the very baseline and top line things that you're going to need. And then it can also build out deeper as you get more and more comfortable with it. And so that is one that we obviously use. We've used it with a lot of the brands that we work with. You know, if you scale and you get bigger, you'll see like, you know, there's custom CRMs and things like that. But really from like a, if you're just starting out, HubSpot is, is one of the top ones, if not the top one out there. Yeah. And I would say from my perspective, early, early on, I got kind of paralysis by analysis mm-hmm. on the CRM front in particular. There are so many solutions. And out of all the ones we've talked about today, maybe a song, well, no, really out of all of them, this one, the CRM system is probably capable of the most diversified amount of tasks in, in, in a lot of cases, meaning that it covers sales, it covers marketing, it can even cover customer service, it can cover reporting, it can, it can cover a lot. It can cover, you know, even processing invoices in a lot of cases. And so I think it can be, it can, I think this feeling, I think resonates with a lot of people is, did I choose the right one? And I think if you end up in that bucket, I think it, you should probably do two things. One is um, seek outside counsel, casual outside counsel. Hey, reach out to some business owner friends, reach out to some business leader friends and say, hey, what do you use and why in five minutes or less? And I think you'll learn a lot um, and you'll probably also see some trends. Um, I would reach out to businesses that you want to become as opposed to just reaching out to anybody or every, or anybody or everybody. And that will really give you some great insight. The last thing for sales and marketing that I was going to kind of just touch on is website development in particular. And for us, there's really kind of three platforms that we operate within. There is, and I'll go in order of ease of use to complexity. <laughs> so the first one would be Squarespace. We use Squarespace for a lot of small business websites, particularly because it's really helpful for our clients who might be taking over that website sometime in the future for them to make updates on their own. People who have a limited budget to invest in marketing usually also will end up having to update things themselves occasionally. And so that's why we use Squarespace. After Squarespace, we get into probably our preferred platform. It's what we just used for our most recent website build for our agency, actually, and that's Webflow. We really like Webflow, particularly because it gives you the same amount of flexibility that you could experience on a really robust web design platform by being able to really customize essentially everything. Also, it is relatively friendly to use. There are kind of two different interfaces on Webflow, one that is really friendly to use, another one that's very developer focused and is a little bit more complex. And the mixture of that for an organization that's a little bit more developed from a marketing standpoint makes a ton of sense. And then the last one is kind of the legacy player in the space, and that's WordPress. I have nothing necessarily against WordPress, except for the fact that there is a lot to keep updated from a plugin standpoint. And also, it's just not my favorite platform, to be totally honest. So I try to stay away from it as much as I can, (laughs) particularly for the types of businesses we're working with. Webflow tends to be a better solution. But if you're considering a lot of customization or if you want the most robust tool, 
WordPress typically is, is a really good option for you in that case. A lot of bigger businesses are using WordPress. A lot of people who publish a lot of content to their website on a regular basis are using WordPress. But to be honest with you, you can do that through almost any platform now. And even you can build websites through Squares or through HubSpot and publish articles directly to it through the platform. So that's kind of going back to the CRM discussion that I was mentioning. Yeah. And I think just to add on that, and, you know, this might, I might be, you know, kind of beating a dead horse here, but I think a lot of times people get their mind into, oh, I, I don't have the money to spend, hmm. uh, you know, go get a developer and then have a developer always on standby if I need to make a, an update. And in today's world, like, and this is developers obviously are the masters at this craft, but they can also help set that site up to where, hey, I identified these are like the two or three areas or pages that I'm going to need to update consistently. They will help, you know, set up a CMS system for you, mm -hmm. which is a content management system that allows you or someone on your team to go in and make updates without having any kind of coding experience. They've already set that up for you. So you know, as you're looking at that, those are the questions that just to make sure that you're asking. I think things that, you know, maybe people thought, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago were so expensive, they've just gotten a lot more efficient and have mm -hmm. evolved with technology to where, you know, the everyday person can now utilize that stuff. And if it's set up in the right way, it can also be, you know, very budget friendly on your end too. Definitely. So that, that kind of summarizes really like our, our three core buckets, if you will. The last thing that I want to make sure that I mention before we, before we wrap up is just the conversation around AI, specifically just mentioning a couple of the use cases for what, how we use AI right now. And hopefully that will spark something for, for you. A lot of the platforms, I would say most of the platforms we've already mentioned are developing AI implementation or ways for you to use AI to use their platforms better. And so we take advantage of those on a, on a regular basis. You know, for example, there is some integrations on HubSpot and there's a kind of a version of ChatGPT called ChatSpot that you can really, that can really help you in terms of using HubSpot to its fullest potential. And the list really goes on, to be honest, in terms of content development, in terms of organization, in terms of we record a lot of our meetings, and that's been really helpful to get transcripts of your meetings within three seconds. I use a platform called Grain for that. There's about 4,000 of them. <laughs> but what I would say, here's two things that just come to mind for me with AI. And the first one is we've used AI to really do a great job at proofreading, also improving on copy. We, of course, look at everything from a human component. A lot of times we will start, a lot of people say like start with AI and then fine tune from there. I think there's something to be said for starting from the human component, using AI to kind of see what suggestions might be there just to get that kind of like, could I cull this down by 20%? And if so, what would that look like? And then also for spell checking, it's been really helpful for us just because of the amount of words that are going out. And then the other thing that is kind of random, but has been really helpful is we'd use a lot of spreadsheets here just because Mike and I are data geeks, I guess. And ChatGPT is great for coming up with formulas. Just saying. It's been really helpful for any, like if I have an employee who comes in and says, I don't know how to use Excel, which has happened at some point recently and has honestly happened with like 80% of the people that I bring in the door. It's really helpful to make sure that they are equipped with a tool that could help them develop those spreadsheets pretty easily. Is it safe to say that ChatGPT is the Gen Z Excel? Ooh, nice. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You're, I like how you're, you're continuing this thread of the generational <laughs> just got me thinking. <laughs> uh, I, I think, too, you know, don't be afraid to use AI or ChatGPT or something like that in your business. And just 
play with it and get used to it. You know, it, it's going to just keep evolving mm-hmm. and it's going to be more and more a part of, of our lives. And it's something that, you know, it's going to make us more efficient. And it already has, obviously, in, in some of the cases that Sean just pointed out. But it can really help you be more efficient in your business, too. So, you know, really looking at those platforms, how can I use it for my business? Mm-hmm. And again, it's not something that's going to replace people. You still need the human component to it, like Sean mentioned. But how can I get things done uh, more efficiently to make sure that I can prioritize, you know, other goals that I have set for my business as well? Definitely. Well, this has been great. I think we planned on this being a 20-minute episode, and I'm pretty sure we're well beyond that because we, I guess, like to talk about this type of stuff. And we talked into the microphone for like 30 minutes before this. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good. That got us going for sure. To summarize, I think a lot of people out there, if, if I was somebody out there, I would be like, why in the world is Mallard Agency sharing their te- entire tech stack with the, in- the world? And the truth of the matter is, is that it really comes down to the fact that we actually care about equipping you. I believe wholeheartedly in collaboration over competition. And if you're an agency out there listening to this, I encourage you to reach out. I'd be more than happy to dedicate 30 minutes, an hour of my time to help you get off the ground. Or if you're even further along than us and you feel like we could be of benefit in any way, please reach out. Or if you're not an agency and you're looking to improve your internal operations or your marketing or your sales or your client service, any of those things, I hope that this is beneficial to you. And the same goes to you. At the end of the day, I want to make sure that we are actually being helpful. And I believe that this is one way that we can do that. So excited for the next conversation. Mike, thanks again for all your time today. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right, everybody, follow along with this podcast. Also, we just launched our new brand, PS. We'd love for you to take a look at our website. It's mallardagency.com. Also, follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram. Those are the two platforms we're most active on and a lot of really great content coming your way. We'll talk to you soon. 